over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Come on into my house. It's Rosie on the house. You can give us a ring at 888-767-4348. And that'll put you in touch with my sweet wife, Miss Dear Jennifer. And she'll get your name, your phone number, where you're calling from. And whatever question you have about your house, home, castle, or cabin... She'll let us know what the question is, and we'll get to you just as quick as we can. But I feel like I have to do one, like, emergency catch-up from last the last couple of weeks. We have been doing home security all month. And one of the things we talk about in home security is going into your garage and cutting that cord that hangs down from the track with the little handle on it. Cut that off because that makes it very easy for people to break into your garage door. So we get a email from Lori that says, okay, but what do I do about the steel cable going down the side of the garage door? Do not cut the steel cable. This is just the little cord that's attached to the center track. Cut that off. Get a one-inch dowel from the Ace Hardware store in the neighborhood. Put in a teacup, a screw-in teacup hook on the end, and set. And I, I like to paint it like blaze orange or a bright color, and just set that on the ground beside the garage door. And should you ever have to use the emergency release, you would use that dowel and that hook. Do not cut the steel cable that actually runs down the side of the track. And it actually is what's being used to guide your overhead garage door. Okay, now I got that off my chest. <laughs> when I read the email, I thought, oh, no. <clears throat> now, Energy Star comes out <laughs> with an article this week on setting your thermostat to 82 degrees when you go to bed. We got slammed <laughs> with super cooling questions. Rosie, what... Uh, what should we do? What you know? Super cooling says go as cold as you can in the evening. Well, Energy Star has pretty well had to back out of that comment, um, and and kind of recede. I got messages from TEP customers, APS customers, and SRP customers, who are all new converts to super cooling. Saying they can, one of them cut their bill thirty eight percent, thirty eight percent, and they're sleeping cooler, and the house is more comfortable, and they didn't have to spend any money, and they're saving all that money. And this is how you manage your your you, buying, your buying, and and cooling when it's cheap, and and not cooling when it's expensive. And those expensive periods are not long periods of time of the day. Uh, APS has it down to four hours, uh, five hours, eight, uh, three to eight. Um, I don't know yeah. what TEP is off the top of my head. I think SRP's seven hour is their shortest on peak window. And, that, and TEP calls it demand 
T-O-U. And uh, Glenn writes and he says, after listening to your show, I finally decided to try one of TEP's time of use plans. Prior to switching, I was being charged 14 cents a kilowatt. After switching to the new demand TOU, my most recent bill was only was under nine cents a kilowatt. Nice. <clears throat> Off peak use was ninety seven percent. That guy's nailing it. You know what annoyed me most about that statement from Energy Star on setting your home at eighty two degrees to sleep at night? You think anyone at Energy Star has their nighttime <laughs> temperature set at eighty two degrees? I have no idea. I, I bet you not one person over there would, would even take their own advice. Or experience an excessive heat advisory for 28 days, too. <laughs> yeah. Somebody posted on social media a link off of CNN. I have no idea who it was. It didn't even look like they were local. But they found that article on CNN and said, no, there's a program called Rosie on the House in Arizona. Here's what he recommends. <laughs> We made so, it to CNN? So, well, not quite to CNN, but a response to CNN's post. Oh, that's hilarious. Somebody countered that, that article statement with our super cooling resource. We so. are kind of getting nationwide, have you noticed? This morning I got a phone call, and there was a man doing a, a block project, and he asked me how do you— he was asking me how to mix mortar. I said, well, Rosie can help you with that, um, but we're not talking about it this hour. I said, can I— have him call you back. He said, well, it's, it's kind of hot outside. And so I started getting his information. He was from California. <laughs> and a bunch of uh, somebody in their neighborhood had stiffed them. A guy had come in to do some projects and left. So this older gentleman trying to fix his, his uh, mortar. So I sent him, I went on the website and copied that. We have a great article. It's actually one of our most popular articles on mixing mortar. And I, I sent it over to him. So we helped somebody in California this morning. <laughs> great. And I heard a phone call yesterday in the office that uh, Jen Gura was saying, well, our referral network doesn't work. I think she said Illinois. Yeah. She says, but Rosie knows contractors everywhere. We'll, we'll find you somebody. So I've, I, that message made it to my desk, but I haven't seen it. And, but we do. We regularly give people that own second homes in Arizona a contractor they can use back home where they spend the summers. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of fun. We, more than every Arizona homeowner's best friend. No, I'm not going to go here. Okay, then I'll talk about where I went this week. I had uh, <clears throat> the opportunity to go sit in on a public meeting at Central Arizona Project yes. headquarters on Wednesday. And it was a... How propitious that you had it this week, the same week they're announcing the first ever tier of conservation at the CAP water. And what this meeting was is everyone that CAP delivers water to is invited to come in and sit in on this meeting. And it's CAP just giving an update on, and there was a lot of different things. I record, they had a media plug in. I took our digital recorder. I think I have 90 minutes of audio to filter down and coming up in October is water month here at Rosie on the house. So we'll be bringing a lot of that content to you. But yes, in January, they start the first tier of cutbacks and for CAP, that means they have to draw 10% less than what they were previously allocated to, to take. That shortage 
in the lake. It was six tenths of a foot wow. below the 1090 mark. It was only six tenths of a foot. And I asked him, okay, so what what does six tenths of a foot mean? How much water would that need for mead? For mead to fill up that that six tenths. And it's not just mead by itself, and I haven't right, had yeah. time to go through all of it because it 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 it's Powell too. If all we needed was six tenths in mead, you would just open up Powell That's to right. provide that. Yeah. But there's you know, I haven't quite figured out how that dual dam system works. Uh, but the, the Mead 1090 number is what we always hear about. Well, 50,000 acre feet of water is what was needed. And an acre foot of water is how much water you would need to cover 50,000 acres in a foot. Do you know how big 50,000 acres is? That's big. So in a square mile is 640 acres. So if you divide 50,000 by 640, you come up with 78 miles. So do you do... 78 miles square. And if that's the case, that's the 303 and I-10 on the West Valley, up to Prescott, over to Payson, down to Superior, and back. One foot deep in water. One foot deep in water. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you always try to make that relatable. You're always trying to figure that out. What does that look like? The only only thing more confusing than that, Romy... We'll be trying to tell people about Proposition 105 and 106. <laughs> I have no idea what either one of those are. That's Don't us. go there. Yes for no and no for yes. Yeah. And and I, is there a maybe on there? Is there a maybe in that vote? That's a good question. And they provided me a list of who they provide water to and how much water they give to each one of them. Like the Rio Verde utilities, they only take 812 feet of acre water a year. I mean, there's very few people on this list that they distribute water to that take 50, 000, over 50,000 acre-feet a year. Who do you think they deliver more water to? Scottsdale, Phoenix, or Tucson? I'm going to guess Tucson. I'm going to guess Tucson. I'll go with Scottsdale. Tucson is right. Hmm. That, that is the number one water user from, according to this list I'm looking at, they, they take more water from the CAP than any other single uh, municipality or water district. I wonder why that is, because they have so much zeroscape down Salt there. River. Oh. We've got SRP. Oh, that's right. And, yeah, and the and lakes. Mm-hmm. The lake system there. There's not another we, lake system. We have and, more choices. And if you're Tucson and you have this straw that ends at your town, you want to try and be 100% efficient and use as much of it as you can. They actually have distribution repump wells at the end of the CAP where the unused water actually gets pumped back into the ground water at Tucson. And Tucson's groundwater level has actually gone up over the last 15 years. And that is called CAGARD, C-A-G-R-D, Central Arizona Groundwater Replenishment District. And that's what they specialize in is replenishing the water that yeah. doesn't get used. And they actually say this cut isn't going to make a, a very big difference because they weren't taking their complete right. allocation right. from meat anyway. So we were getting it done. Now, we're mandated that we can't take any more, but we weren't taking as much as we could have in the past. That's great information. And so homeowners don't need to get all worked up and anxious that they're not going to have enough water for their puppy. 
<laughs> no, not yet, but it's be still it's still a ration and it's still a reminder that we need to be be responsible with our water. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Do you often change the window product as you go around the house? Oftentimes, customers wanting to turn a window into a door. If somebody wants to take a an operable window, maybe that they don't ever open, we turn those into picture windows. Would you change glazing options as you go around a house? You know, I guess intuitively it kind of makes sense. I mean, I understand why people think that maybe I'll, I'll do, uh, you, you know, your best sun defense glass on the west and south exposure and maybe do something different uh, and less expensive on the north and east side of the house. I mean, when it's 115 degrees outside, it's 115 degrees outside, whether the sun's on it or not. I mean, you're going to put sun defense glass if you're here in the valley uh, throughout your whole home. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellows, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under certified partners. Every year when I stop by the National Hardware Show, I like to stop in on the GE booth. They have something really cool and innovative every time I go. The first time I stopped by the booth, they had this really cool line of um, HD lights. And I'd like to introduce to you a friend I made at that first stop, Rochelle Hardigan, the senior marketing leader at GE. How are you doing this morning, Rochelle? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for uh, having me to talk. Well, I, I want to just talk about that first visit to the booth. So it was, a, I think it was two or three years ago, and it was at a time when light bulbs became very, very confusing. We were changing over technology. You could have these. You could only have these as long as they were making them. They were, you know, all the, it was just changing so fast, and it was really hard to track. So when I came upon your booth, you had this line called the HD. Yeah, we had high-definition light, or our HD light, which was a new introduction for us but also a way that we were trying to help simplify the shopping experience for the lighting category. And it really, really does that. So there's three different groupings. It's the relaxed light, the refresh light, and the reveal light. And you just kind of pick the ambiance you want, and lo and behold, it's just that simple. And on your website, actually, there's a place called the Bulb Finder, and people can go in there and, and select the kind of light they want in which room, you know, what the base of the light bulb needs to be and all that. And it's just that simple. It has really helped simplify the whole process. Yeah, we we started to talk about lighting in the same way you think about even selecting wine to go with dinner, you know, that, you know, if you have a big steak, maybe you'd like a red wine. And so we came up with the same sort of combination that if you um, are shopping for light for your bedroom or for your living room, you probably want something that's cozy and and warm. And so relax was the right choice for that and so on. So relax, refresh, reveal fit all of those different types of light for any room in your house. Well, I'm definitely a fan because it just makes it so simple. And speaking of simple, so this year when I came to see you, you had the new line called the LED Plus. And I just think it's genius because you made it so simple. It's as simple as one bulb with one extra function. So yes, why, why don't yeah, you kind of talk you. us we're, through that? Sure. We're very excited about this product line, too. And it was such a, a brilliant moment we had when we realized, you know, light bulbs are really everywhere in your home. They're all around us. And what if you could turn your your light bulbs into a functional piece that does just a little more for you? So if you're 
light bulb could also have a function like a battery backup or also a speaker built in. And by just changing a light bulb, you built in all these extra solutions throughout your home. And so LED Plus doesn't require an app. It doesn't require a hub. It's not connected lighting. It's just a very simple way to to get a little more from the light bulbs that you already have in your house. I love that it doesn't rely on more internet. <laughs> so Yes, um, <laughs> very simple setup. We have tried a couple of these. The one I have in my hand here is the battery backup bulb. So as it's sitting in your lamp, it charges. And if the lights were to go out, you could just reach it and turn this little on button and the light comes back on without electricity. Right. You could also pull that light bulb out and use it as a flashlight around your home. So you don't have to remember which drawer or cabinet you stashed your flashlights last time. You'd be able to take that as a portable lamp to use throughout your home if the power is out, which is great with, you know, this time of year storm season is coming and power outages become much more frequent. So it's really handy to have on hand. And, and how about this dust to dawn bulb? We've tried that one as well. It's as easy as plugging them in your coach lights outside of your garage. They charge during the day from solar, and at night they come on, and in the day they go yeah. off. Yeah, they're, again, just a super simple, brilliant little solution that there's a little light sensor, and it can tell when the sun comes up and the sun goes down. And when the ambient light disappears it turns the bulb on for you. So I love it as an idea for never having to come home to a dark house. So exactly the example you used, I've put them in my coach lights. I have a detached garage. And so I when I, I know that when I come home, even if it's later than I planned and it's already gotten dark, my bulbs will sense that it's dark outside and come on automatically. And you didn't have to mess with an app or set a timer. It just does its thing. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about this other one, the linkable motion. I think this one's pretty genius. Us too. So this is, um, there are lots of motion sensing products on the market, and this offers that same feature, but it goes one step farther in that you can link these bulbs and fixtures together so that when motion is sensed on one light source or one bulb, all of the bulbs will go on. So again, if you have a big yard, let's say someone walks up to your front porch then the lights on the side and back of your house can come on at the same time. So it's a great little security measure to really light up your property when motion is sensed in any corner. Great idea. And then you have just a couple kind of fun ones. You have an LED plus color. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we're thinking this time of year, especially kids are all back in school. We're starting to root for our favorite sports team. So it's fun and playful to just be able to change the color of your bulb for something you're celebrating, a team you're getting behind, or maybe a party you're having. Really simple. Um, again, no app or hub. It comes with a little remote control. You choose the color. But then it also acts as a soft white or a daylight bulb. That one's really fun. And then, of course, you have the LED Plus speaker, which, you know, I, I hate putting those little speakers on my counter. This is a great way to hide your speaker. <laughs> and if you think if you changed four or five bulbs to a speaker bulb throughout a room, you'd be surrounded by great quality sound. They also come with a little remote, so you can turn off the light to keep the speaker on or turn off the speaker, keep the light on, or add dimming to a bulb that doesn't already have one. So it's dimmable as well with that little remote. Rochelle, if people wanted to find these, where would they go? The LED Plus line of products are available at Target stores nationally in the lighting aisle. And then the bulb finder is on your website, gelighting.com. Rochelle Hardigan, Senior Marketing Leader of GE, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat.
one 767 That's one 888 rosie you. Text to 411-923, or you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. We talked last week about lithium spray for garage door springs um, versus an oil-based right. versus Teflon. Teflon. Mm-hmm. And we've got a texture that wrote back and said, I got some white lithium spray from my garage, sprayed the hinge, but didn't have, but don't have exposed hinge, just a torque rod. How is that maintained? It's a two-year-old house. That is where the email comes in handy. Info at rosieonthehouse.com. If you have your smartphone, just pick it up, snap a picture of it, and forward it to info at rosieonthehouse.com we can see the visual and then understand what system you have and we can help get that information to you that you're looking for it's just one more tool that we have yeah i remember when we first started the only thing we had was uh sticky cards and your board was just had a, a pin on top one two three four five and we'd have to take a sticky card from the call screener and then you would have the number on it what line they're on and we come put it in front of <laughs> that that proper number it was it was a our, our call screening was all done on sticky boards that's now we've right got computers and electronics and texting and email and graphics and videos i think <laughs> we have so much information and every times however many different companies are out there it's just so hard to keep track of things we've tried to really simplify ours though if you hear us talking about something Chances are it's in writing as well. Um, you can check out the podcast and listen back. Or if, you know, most people figured out that our broadcast actually coincides with our blog that comes out every week. And that blog lives on the website. But also, if you like our newsletter or would like to sign up for it at info at rosieonthehouse.com, you can have that article come right to your mailbox email every day. I mean, not every day, every week. You don't want one every day. No. <laughs> you don't want no, every day you don't. And then another thing we do is a tip of the week, which is a little something extra, a little lanyap for our listeners. And that comes out on KTAR's news feed on Fridays. And if you would like to get that to your phone, you can sign up. You text 411923-ROSIE, and then you'll get that. And that little hashtag also lives under our DIY on our website. So everything really ties back to the website. You can find it. And this week's um, extra little tip was about Internet safety. And I know it was a little bit out of our wheelhouse, but we've been talking security all month. And I just thought, you know, the Internet is such a big part of our life. Amen. So I tried to put together just a few things. And I ended up finding a new, really good friend, Kim Commando. Man, is she? <laughs> I didn't get to actually talk to her. She was really, really busy this week. But she that's said she'd come on lady. sometime. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Very sharp lady. And, but it, to look at that as a non-techie, it's overwhelming. So I just pulled out things that would pertain to home ownership and your home internet. And her big, big tip is, of course, change those passwords. And we all just want to gag when we hear that because it's so hard to keep track of them. But she has a deal this month. If you go on her website and actually put it on Facebook and it's on the DIY article, the link. But you can sign up for the RoboForm. And it's half price. I think it was 11 bucks for the whole year. It's this little program you download. And every time you go to make a new account, it asks you, this little guy pops up and says, do you want me to save this? And you say, yes. And all you have to do is keep that secure. So I have to sign into that every time I want to do something. But then somebody couldn't get on my website, on my computer, and get into my passwords. So it protects all your passwords in one place, and it saves them for you. So it's just fantastic. And if it's a risky one, it'll let you know that, too, if it's not strong enough. Oh. So that's really cool. 
But anyway, so that little, that little internet article has a lot of good information for keeping your internet stuff safe. Because if you shop or you bank or whatever, you're at risk if you're not changing your passwords. But I have to tell you the one thing I found on there that I thought was really cool. She shows you how to clean up your Facebook. If you're a Facebook user, you know that you're inundated with ads. So she has... When you're on Facebook, you basically have more than your friends looking at you at the birthday party. You have marketing people all over the world looking at what size underwear you wear. Well, you know what was really cool? She shows you it's possible to get rid of those. And I followed her steps, and it works. My Facebook this morning does not have one ad on it. I'll keep you posted. I may have to redo it as more people find me. But she shows you how to go into the settings, and you you just get rid of them. You you take off. I had over 100 people sitting underneath there I didn't know about trying to that had tracked me from things I had bought or things I wow. had looked at. And then it tells you how to hide your personal information. Man, I am secure now. I feel so good. So Whoa. go to go to Kim's um, Kim Commando, the commando.com, and, and look up Facebook, and she'll show you how to get off. Oh, and I think their... her radio station and on our flagship station, Sundays. Mm-hmm. Sundays, Sunday, four, Sunday to four to six. Two. She's got a full-time four to six. job. Four to six. I, I get exhausted just looking at her stuff because, like, it's all so intense and all so new. Everything's new. So. Absolutely. She does a great job helping you keep track. So I completely blew through. If you do get our weekly newsletter, you know we try and do our ticket giveaways in the second segment, but that interview with GE tied it up. And <laughs> I figure out why I'm having such a hard time with our, our, our newsletter. It's been going to my junk mail. I'm like, why can I never find our newsletter? Ooh. But <clears throat> I, Lance has done this to me before. He's a sports nut. Yes. So when we have Diamondbacks tickets like L.A. Dodgers uh, is who this game is for, hosted by the Diamondbacks. First pitch, 6.40 p.m., August 30th, uh, section N, row 18, seats 3 and 4, with a parking pass. Uh, He has a trivia question. What bird did Randy Johnson hit? with his pitch in 2001. Oh, yeah. But he never said the answer. I, I don't know oh, the answer I do. to that. I you, do. you know? I, I, think know. I, okay. I think I know what it is. Okay, too. so if you guys, if you're confident you know the I'm, answer, I that's the, the answer. trivia question. <laughs> it's a very famous video, Randy Johnson's looking at his catcher, and he's very intense, and he gets the call, he winds up, pitches, and just perfect timing. A bird flies through the field, and they wait. Boom! Smoke of feathers. What type of bird was that? Text the answer to 411923. We'll pick a random right winner and send you to watch the Arizona Diamondbacks take on the L.A. Dodgers uh, August 30th. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you guys knew it, but he does that all the time. Don't put in random sports questions that the average listener doesn't even know (laughs) the answer to. Uh, Something else interesting I, I learned at the CAP Water Users meeting. So it was... 50,000 short, 50,000 acre feet water short in Lake Mead. Okay. At full capacity of the canal, 336 mile stretch from Parker to south of Tucson. Yeah. How much, what, what's the design capacity? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's too big of math for me. Uh, 20 feet wide, six feet deep, 380 miles long. I don't know. <laughs> The design capacity is 1.5 million acre feet of water. Wow. So, just holding in the canal. Just holding in the canal. So, there is, what is that, 15 times more water in the canal than they were short the water in Lake Mead. I think it's, even, that a bigger, tier, tier I think it's even bigger multiplier than that. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, yeah, fifty thousand into one point five million. Yeah, that'd be a hundred and fifty. So we're gonna have them on in uh, October, right? Yeah, October is Water Month, so we'll be talking all things water: the 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 supply to your house with plumbing, the softening it inside, pool water, um, and and the water delivery system. You know, we got to go see. Palo Verde nuclear power plant and all the water they use comes from the CAP, but it's not directly. It's the reclaimed water from the municipalities. So it's Goodyear, Mesa, Scottsdale, Phoenix. All of their sewage water is sent to a treatment plant. Once it's clean there, then it's sent to Palo Verde and they use it 14 times over before it goes out to the distilled That's pond. incredible. And a farmer, uh, Kevin Rogers, once told me, he's like, you would not believe just how smart Arizona is about water and how we've developed it. And getting to see all these things firsthand really puts it together, and we're putting that together in blog articles. You can find you know, our tour at the nuclear power plant. They offered to take us on a ride overlooking the CAP, so just helping everyone understand where our water comes from, how it's used, and how we have a, a lot of it. Is, is that we can well, in, but just what kind of a massive operation that is and, and to respect it and not waste it. Well, with all your contacts at CAP, you know, when I was in high school, we used to water ski the canals below Samoa Lake. Uh, when they want to give us that helicopter ride, ask them, can they drop me a line and water ski, water ski, me, water ski me behind the <laughs> helicopter? So you did it by... By Jeep. truck, Jeep. Jeep, yep. Now by helicopter. That's right. <laughs> well, it's uh, our weekly how-to is something we also do every week here at Rosie on the House as well. If you want to uh, get our home maintenance calendar, you just send us the email or, or email or call us the address you would like it sent to. We drop it in the mail. Lance, he, he mails out once a month, so we may have... 60 this month, and we mail them out all at once and at the end of the month. And then you'll get our 2021 when it goes to print a little bit later here in October. Yeah, coming up. Our goal is to have it for the Saba Home Show at the beginning of Tucson. And each week we have our weekly to-do, and this one's on home security. We did have uh, an entire hour previously on home security, but this one does go into more of what uh, we were talk- Mom was talking about with Kim Commando and – the identity security over personal security. Yeah, it used to be if someone broke in your home, the first thing they were going to do was get back to the master bedroom closet and ransack the chest of drawers in the closet for jewelry and things that could be uh, fenced real fast for cash. But now if they get in, they hardly ever, they'll still do that. So I would, I would... Highly encourage you, don't keep your valuables in the master bedroom closet. Find another place to put it. That's still number one. Yeah. And then one, there's the next one is your computer. They'll just yeah, take it. Yeah, they take your computer and they got your ID. They can, sell, they can sell your grandmother's wedding ring one time. They can sell your identity a hundred times. Do not keep your password book. If you write it down in writing you know, in a little book, don't keep it next to your computer. You just handed him your, everything you own. There and you, you should have a separate password for every account. That's right. <laughs> yeah, not one universal one. Right. 
password one two three. We were joking about that when we were in Chasm this week on our northern Arizona trip. We went up and did an interview with our new solar partner, Verde Solar Power, out of Cornville, Arizona, with our Chasm uh, affiliate out of Sedona, just about how long we've been dealing with that four-digit PIN code back to you know the old briefcase and luggage lockers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how far that 1234 goes back. It's not new to the electronic world. We've had it a lot longer than that. Just one of the new partners uh, on the network, Verde Valley Solar, if you've got solar in and around the Verde Valley area. He will travel beyond that, but he's so busy right now, he says that he just can't, can't, get to it. can't get to it, but is looking. If you are a solar worker, if you know solar, if you've been installing solar, and he's looking to hire. If you're looking to relocate to uh, central Arizona, a little, little higher in the mountain. Beautiful area. And I asked him, I said, well, if you're looking for people, where do you look? Do you look for electricians? Uh, do you look for carpenters? He says, well, we'll take anybody that wants to be trained, but right now, roofers. Knowing you know, how to properly waterproof the mounting brackets yeah. and get the panel. And not, not uh, accustomed to working at height, you know, up on a roof. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. So Verde Solar is just one of the Roselle Now's partners that's looking for more bodies. Last week, we asked the question, is there something going on in residential market? And sometimes when we talk about home financing, we are and try to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Well, how can you not talk about home improvement without the biggest thing that gets you in the home, which is money and mortgage? So occasionally, yes, it does come up. And is it a crash coming or is it possibly the best time for all of us to invest. And well, we had to touch base with our financial advisor, Galaxy Lending, Mr. Harold Perkins. Is there more to the story or is this just business as usual and all's uh, well in the beautiful Arizona Saturday morning? <laughs> Well, it, it makes sense to look at investment properties right now. Uh, home prices are still relatively low. Rents are way up. Uh, it is more expensive to rent now than it has been in years and years. And interest rates are really low right now. So that is the perfect combination for investors. If you can purchase a home at a lower price, finance it at a lower interest rate and get a higher amount in the rent, it's a good investment. So th that's why we're seeing such a push on investors in the real estate market. And for somebody who doesn't have a big investment portfolio, just our average listener like us, if you were going to get a second home, how does a second mortgage work? I mean, there's an equation that your home mortgage should never be more than 35 or 40 percent of your monthly take home. Uh, well, with uh, with an investment property, with purchasing an investment home, a lot of people are concerned with the cash flow. And so not so much a percentage of your income, but is your mortgage payment uh, going to be covered by the rental income that you're going to receive from the tenant? And in most cases, the math works out that if you put a 20% or 25% down payment on the investment property, regardless of the price and regardless of your income, 20 or 25% down, the rent is likely going to be about the same as your mortgage payment, if not more. 
Which is great if it, the home's in great condition. If it, the investment property is a money pit that you're constantly having to dump additional funds into, it could be a long time before you're starting to see a, a return on your investment. Well, of course, buyer beware. And as an investor, you want to do your inspections and make sure you're, you know what you're getting into before you purchase the property. Um, but in a in an average maintained home, uh, something that's not necessarily that money pit, uh, especially in the uh, in the Phoenix area, uh, it makes sense. The rent is going to be more than your mortgage payment as, as long as you've got the uh, sufficient down payment. And Wednesday's edition of the Wall Street Journal, it talked about mortgage debt hits record high. Are we about to see the next cycle of economy and more potential investment properties becoming available through foreclosure? It is something to keep an eye on, that's for sure. Um, I don't think it's nearly as bad as the bubble that we saw in 07 and 08. Uh, just some of the loan programs that were available back then that led to the crash are just not available now. But there is a loosening of guidelines. There is a loosening of money uh, where it is becoming easier and easier to finance. And we're seeing a lot of investors uh, jumping into the market. And so as those investors jump into the market, and especially some of the ones that maybe are less experienced or maybe bit off more than they could chew, maybe we do start seeing more properties going back on the market, more foreclosures happening because of it. So best advice is just don't lose your head. <laughs> Stay within your means. Um, uh, be prepared that if you do decide to purchase an investment property, uh, have the reserves available to cover the mortgage payment in case your property is vacant for a month or two. Um, have the reserves to do the repairs on the property as repairs come up. Recently, I read an article about an alternative way for banks and lending companies to check credit scores aside from FICO and uh, yes the there is there are like many different models for credit score the one most commonly used by mortgage is the is the FICO score it's the one that we're all familiar with from the three major bureaus um, some of the alternatives are already being used by auto loan companies by credit card companies that kind of thing ultimately the bottom line on it is what the banks are looking for regardless of the type of score is if in general you're paying your bills on time if in general you're staying current with your liabilities that's all they're trying to determine in the qualifying is how likely are you to repay the new loan well we appreciate it that's how howard at galaxy herald at galaxy lending and the mortgage debt record has now eclipsed the 2008 peak and 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 investors are buying homes faster now than ever even even back in the flipping craze of 2006 mm -hmm. and 7 they're buying them faster now so read your own tea leaves <laughs> and decide what that means uh, and and like Harold says don't overextend yourself don't overextend yourself. We don't need to go through that again. And if you, it's going to be interesting to see what it's going to do to first-time homebuyers. But the good news is Arizona is still relatively on the low end of affordability as on a national scale. So that's one thing we've got going for us. And one thing he's not talking about are short-term rentals. And I know that uh, the Arizona legislature is re-looking at that too. Yeah, and I think um, the community of Sedona is driving it. They're just fed up with every other house on the block being VRBO filled with partiers that are compromising their quality of life 
as year-round residents. Well, we, we will be back next Saturday, 7 to 11. If you have questions in the meantime, Rosie on the house.com, R-O-S-I-E on the house.com. And it was a morning dove was the correct answer. Not So we'll pick a random right winner and send you to the L.A. versus Diamondbacks game Friday, August 30th.